do it however, whenever, wherever God, you making me better You making me better And you choose to do it however, whenever, wherever God, you making me better Welcome to Marriage at Golgotha Where our focus is building on a Christ-centered marriage I am Felicia and I am joined here with my loving husband, Boo Thang What's up, baby? What's up, babe? How you doing? I'm good, how about you? I'm doing good how are you? I can't complain. Awesome, awesome. I'm you sleepy. had a great day? Yeah, I'm sleepy though. Oh, but you know what? I'm about to throw you some energy. Throw me some energy? Yes. I'm about to throw it your way. You ready? Catch it. You got it? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so what's up, everybody? Again, See, I, this is... I, I take it from that statement that you're sleeping too. <laughs> it's okay. Okay. It's okay. What's okay. up, everybody? This is Marriage Echo Gotha mm-hmm. again, where our focus is building on a Christ-centered marriage. Yep. And this is episode 14, part two, Shacking Up. Yeah. Hope everybody got an opportunity to listen to part one. We just kind of wanted to come back and... Um, kind of you know hit on this uh, uh it's kind of a hot button issue yeah definitely yeah. a hot topic right and our aim for uh part one was basically to encourage the conversation right on the issue of cohabitating and we really just you know wanted to kind of go in depth on the topic because a lot of times you know people kind of shun uh, <laughs> cohabitating <laughs> when it comes to really talking about it yeah and just it's, it's not understanding right. you know um, why people make the choice right, um, right. to live together prior to getting married mm-hmm. and just really um, recognizing that it's you can't have a one-size-fits-all approach or a solution right. um, to the topic and how you know you really have to allow God to deal with people um where they are yeah um versus how we sometimes really just focus on how things um look exactly to to individuals to society versus really dealing with with the issue and understanding why it is that a uh, couple has decided you know what we're just gonna live together and kind of try things out um, before saying I do yeah, yeah. so um, definitely want to encourage everybody to go back and kind of catch up and listen to part one before you actually um, listen in on this part today please do because if you know this is kind of like watching the movie sequel without watching the first one so this is not really going to make a whole lot of sense if you haven't you know yeah yeah so uh, really what kind of want to talk about right now is the big question you know the question that everybody asks before they get in, into death <laughs> yeah. about um, why an individual has chosen um, or individuals have chosen to live together prior to marriage. You know the, the hot question is, what does the Bible say right. Um, right. about cohabitation? Yep. So we, we really want to talk about that. So to give you the short version of the answer here. Um, Truthfully, the Bible really doesn't say much directly. You know, there's there's a lot of things that the Bible actually deals with indirectly. There's, there's some things that are implied, um, you know, as it relates to different standards that are not really focused on directly. You know, for instance, you know, not not to get too graphic, but uh, you know, with the issue of say, I don't know, what what what's another hot button issue. Um, um, homosexuality. Um, that um, 
or 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 what a Bible kind of deals with that directly. Well, yeah, I'm um, sorry, but but uh, <laughs> well, uh, so pedophilia. Okay, you know it. We obviously know it's wrong, mm-hmm. but I mean the Bible it doesn't spend a whole lot of time kind of you know hashing out, but it implies it indirectly and in, you know in different instances in the, in the Old Testament, and you know with shacking up. Um, well, a lot of people will say, well, I don't I don't see the phrase shacking up in the Bible. I don't see the word cohabitation in the Bible. Mm-hmm. I don't see in the Bible where God says explicitly, if you're living together as a man and a woman before you get married, you, you're going to hell. You know, <laughs> it, it, it's not spelled out directly. But I mean, you know, if if and this is my inner nerve for a minute, the word Bible is not in the Bible. <laughs> but it's it's a word that we use um you know the word trinity is not in the bible the word demon technically is not in the bible yet we know and understand these terms right you, you kind of have to dive and dig in a little bit more to get to the root of what the bible is actually saying uh, about an issue that it may not spell out word for word we're going to do some digging here you know because we, we want people to kind of have a clear picture of the biblical stance and also how we as the church can address this better because we want to get into why that's an issue later on now um the bible does address sex before marriage directly right, um right. in uh first corinthians 7 1 through 5 it says now concerning the matters about which you wrote it is good for a man not to have sexual relations with a woman but because of the temptation to sexual immorality each man should have his own wife and each woman her own husband the husband should give to his wife her conjugal rights and likewise (laughs) the wife to her husband for the wife does not have authority over her own body but the husband does likewise the husband does not have authority over his own body but the wife does do not deprive one another except perhaps by agreement for a limited time that you may devote yourselves to prayer but then come together again so that satan may not tempt you because of your lack of self-control so again um the bible does address um, this is just one of the scriptures where it addresses yeah, one know, of many. Yeah. Um, sex before marriage. But, right. you know, the key question here is how can we as the church, as the body of Christ, as ambassadors for Christ, mm-hmm. better address this issue? Yeah. Well, I mean, that that's a question that we definitely need to ask ourselves and be open and honest about it. Because, I mean, the funny thing is, and, you know, I, I did some digging on this. Statistically, cohabitation is is at an all time high. You know, we touched on this, you know, in the last podcast, um, and it, it, it's it's kind of scary how it's <laughs> exponentially grown. I yeah. mean, in just two generations, and this is an article from from Crossway, uh, you know, well known Christian publication. In just two generations, the number of cohabitating couples has gone from four hundred thirty nine thousand to get this five point four million. Wow. Okay, that from thousands to millions in just two generations. So, you know, generation is what, 25, 30 years, mm-hmm. right? It takes it 25 to 30 years for a generation to, you know, yeah. form or develop. So that's about maybe a little over 50 years. It's gone from 400 something thousand to 5.4 million. That That's that's crazy. And yet, you know, the ironic thing is, and I, I to be fair, you know, I wanted to pull statistics from both a, a Christian perspective and a, a, a quote, quote, secular perspective, you know, one that's 
not necessarily biased. Yeah. Um, so I, I looked at the spruce and the spruces, you know, they kind of deal with topics um, not really religious, religiously affiliated. So uh, and here are just some some, you know, statistics that they've come up with um, basic studies that they've done. Living together is considered to be more stressful than being married. Um, just over 50 percent of first cohabitating couples ever get married. So that, that's it's only 50 percent of people who actually cohabitate, you know, with the intent to get married. Only 50 percent of those actually end up in marriage. Only half. Huh? Only half. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, in the United States, in the UK, couples who just live together are actually at a greater risk for divorce than married couples. Couples who live together before marriage tend to divorce early in their marriage. Um, if their marriage lasts seven years, then the risk for divorce is the same as couples who didn't cohabitate before marriage. Cohabitating couples, now this is the one that really kind of got to me. Couple, cohabitating couples had a separation rate five times that of married couples and a reconciliation rate that was one third of that of married couples. So here's here's kind of where that raises some questions because and and I mean feel free to you know look online or research and, and look at and verify these statistics. Like, no, I don't want you assuming just that Wayne and Felicia are just right about everything. Just look for yourself. But here, here's here's the interesting thing. So to statistically we see that generally married couples have stronger relationships than couples that just cohabitate yet the number of couples who have cohabitated like i pointed out has gone from thousands to millions in just two generations so the church <laughs> we got to look at that realistically yeah because we dropped the ball somewhere i def definitely and um you know i'm just pondering i'm still on the first one that you said living together is considered to be more stressful yeah, that, than, being, <laughs> than being married. And you asked right. the uh, we asked the question, you know, what can we do as the body of Christ? And I think I think that we put out this um, false narrative narrative yeah. that you know um, that marriage is just supposed to be kind of like a fairy tale. Or, or, right, right, um, right. We, we've given this this false image of marriage, I think, when it comes to Christian marriages anyway. Oh, I agree. Just, you know, sometimes probably marriage in general. Yeah. Um, with any relationship, there's going to be some level of stress. I mm -hmm. mean, you're, it's two different individuals um, trying to, to, to come together. Right. Um, that's one. I don't know, you know, People who aren't married or just cohabitating, I don't know if they're, what their mindset is yeah, when they're thinking yeah. about, because obviously that's going to be different from from a married couple, from a Christian married couple. Yeah, we're yeah. thinking in the mindset that we're coming together as, I don't want to use the phrase as one. I think we kind of use that loosely a little we, bit. Yeah, without um, giving people like context of what it means. I mean, yeah. it, it doesn't mean that you're losing yeah, yourself you're losing or losing yourself. your personality. Yeah. You know, it's it's just, it's two people coming together and being unified. Yeah. So I, I think that we've kind of given that this, you know, false notion that, you know, yeah. being married, there isn't going to be any level of of stress right. you know there there is supposed to be some there some is. level of stress when there you're is. married because marriage is definitely work yeah um, well i think i think that's part of the reason why the church has lost a lot of its credibility when we talk about marriage because 
like you say, we give off this false impression of marriage and we, we, we're, we're doing, I think we're overselling it. Yeah. I, yeah. I think we're trying so hard to make people buy into the idea of marriage that we, we say, oh, it's just this wonderful flowery experience with no problem, with no pain. Yes. As long as you just love each other, it's going to be okay. Um, you know, the, 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 I mean, we, we literally want people to kind of have this fairy tale-esque view of it. And people who are thinking people, you know, especially our generation, mm-hmm. we're, we're critical of everything. Yeah. So we're not just going to take your word for it. And, and we see an abundance of examples of people in the church, especially, who look one way in public as far as the marriage is concerned. They're cuddly, they're talking nice. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we probably see them in the parking lot or in a restaurant somewhere and they're shouting each other's heads off. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Or their kids are complaining about, hey, look, my mom and dad are not who they say they are. <laughs> we, we've seen all this it's consistency. So, uh, you know, we look at a lot of people look at the church skeptically when they talk about marriage and when they take a strong stance towards uh, people who are cohabitating. And those cohabitating couples are like, y'all, y'all are not y'all. Have, y'all have painted this picture that y'all are not living. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, it, and it's not to say that's the case with everybody, but we've given enough bad examples to where people now buy into the narrative that marriage is the thing that is uh, stressful and undesirable and just a headache. When statistically, mm-hmm. <laughs> ironically, it's the other way it's around. It's the other way around. <laughs> Definitely. You know, I think for people who uh, want to get married, but you may be dating someone or yeah. cohabitating right. with someone that's right. like no this is better this is be- right. i need to look at these statistics <laughs> exactly. to see that you know what um it's really not yeah you know so i think again um one of the questions that i asked on the um first part that we did to this was why yeah doesn't that individual want to marry you Right. You know, so ask yourself, okay, and look at these statistics, you know, I'm kind of settling here, you know, when I decide that I think I'm just going to cohabitate, you know, (laughs) Um, versus getting married. But I think one thing that we really have to do is emphasize, you know, um, yes, marriage is a lot of work and and it definitely can be stressful, but there's um, definitely some beauty in it. And it's 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 just it's an awesome and phenomenal thing. Yeah, it um, is. It you know, when is. you've you've made a commitment to someone um, until death do us part. Right. You know, for the rest of my life, I'm not gonna just, you know, if I decide that I don't want to look at you anymore, or you know, <laughs> <laughs> um, we can't agree on just you know certain little things that you know what there's an opportunity i'm giving space for you Mm -hmm. to walk out the door right you know so i i think we really have to look at what's what's important you know to you because again it goes back to our values and what our heart's desire is yeah um because there there are probably some people out there who just you know maybe they're they're just content yeah they're chilling um into each his own yeah but yeah. um and, and it's definitely I, something to look at right and i mean you know for, for for anybody who was listening who is cohabitating like we we're not we're not trying to bash we're not trying to condemn we're not trying to be judgmental you know i mean this is we're, we're coming at this from a a christian worldview and i mean i for one <laughs> 
apologize, you know, at least on my end, you know, for the, the bad example that we've painted in a lot of instances. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's just striking to me that, you know, we as the church, we don't talk enough about this, despite the fact that we, we have statistically, I mean, not, not just from Christian statisticians, from worldly, quote unquote, worldly statisticians, mm-hmm. statistically, we, we're promoting the better option. Yeah. <laughs> but people are not taking the better option. So we, we need to really look at why that is. I mean, we just have to be real with ourselves. Um, so three practical guidelines, and this is um, from Christianity Today by yeah. Courtney um, Whiting. When we're talking about what can, can we do um, as ambassadors, you know, for Christ and emphasizing the importance of marriage and the beauty of marriage and why um, you should wait until you get married um, before um, actually living with someone. And uh, again, three practical guidelines. The first one is building a relationship. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Just, just just get to know the people in the situation yeah you know don't, we, don't come off bashing them right off yeah, the top you know i mean because you're I, shacking up yeah i mean and yeah. and this this is where it gets problematic you know with people that are just coming into a church you know people who are unchurched who aren't really familiar with the church culture and are not used to hearing a preacher get up in the pulpit and be dogmatic you know and 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 just most angry in a sense now I'm, I'm all for you standing on truth and speaking truth you know don't get me wrong um but we have to take into consideration that there are people coming in who might be cohabitating and you know when they hear across the pulpit you know shacking up is this and shacking up is that while, while there may be an element of truth in that you have to consider that these people are coming in and you've not built relationship with them and you don't know them and yet you're critiquing and criticizing something about their life that you have no insight into Mm -hmm. personally yes you know i mean you kind of have to take that into account it'd be the equivalent of um you getting i don't know look say on your job you're getting like a a review from somebody that you don't know like you know an annual review from somebody that that, someone that doesn't really know that doesn't really know you that has no kind of relationship with you that doesn't work with you on a regular basis but they're critiquing basically <laughs> your your job performance. And I mean, I don't know about you, but I would feel some kind of way. And we have to understand that about people that are just coming in and, and are not quite church. I'm not telling us to compromise truth. Please don't take this out of context. I'm just saying, you know, practically, we have to build relationship with people before we can get to guideline number two. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 um, I'm glad that you mentioned that that we're not saying that we don't want people to, to take a stand for right. what the Bible says, and that kind of brings us to guideline number two. Mm-hmm. Again, we said number one was building a relationship, but number two, um, it says confronting the sin. Right. And again, let's go back to what we talked about um, in the beginning. You know, when we asked the question, "What does the Bible say about cohabitation?" It doesn't really answer it directly. Exactly. Um, but it does talk about sex before marriage. Exactly. So remember that. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, the, the, the issue is not, you know, two people living together. The issue is just being real. Like, I mean, re- what's going to happen when what, I live with you? What's going to happen when I live with you? Because <laughs> yeah. I don't care how saved I am. Look, me and Felicia, 
we 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 could not have kept our hands off each other if we were living together. No. Nah, she's too fine. Oh, you're so sweet. <laughs> I, I, I ain't trying to be sweet. I'm just being real. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we'd have been in some trouble. <laughs> yeah, and you know, this is definitely takes some. Um, a level of maturity and, yeah, and just some some understanding you know number three um yeah, yeah. so i mean you know the, the thing is you can confront without being confrontational you know and number three is extending grace yeah i mean you know the not not saying that you're you're you know you're wishy-washy and and flimsy and you're, you're not firm or anything like that but extending grace keeping in mind look you know before i harp on this one sin be mindful of the inconsistencies and the sin of my own life. Mm-hmm. I, I, don't, I don't think we do that enough, you know, particularly in the church. I mean, because we're, we're the ones who have been given that mandate by Jesus, you know, but before we look at the speck in our brother or sister's mm-hmm. eye and make sure we analyze the beam in our own. Yeah. You know, I mean, so extending grace, um, I, I think I think at the root of this, the main reason why, despite the fact that we're selling and I use selling loosely. I'm not saying that, you know, marriage is something that needs to be sold. But we, we, we have the better option. Yet people are not buying into the better option. And I think part of the reason is we're, we're really good at guideline number two. Yeah. You know, we're, we're really good at confronting, confronting the sin. We become experts at it. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's... Um... That's part of the reason why the statistics are mm-hmm. pretty much lopsided is yeah. that, you know, like you said, we, we've skipped step one. Yes. And we don't do enough of step three. Yeah, <laughs> we don't do. And we overemphasize step two confronting yeah. the sin. Exactly. We, we really dove into that. We almost make that step one instead yeah. of building the relationship. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. You know, so I and that's I think where we kind of lose people. Mm hmm. Because if if I was coaching someone through, for example, um, their finances, yeah, you know, if they found themselves in a lot of debt, and I'm trying to help them see why they are where they are financially, I'm not going to start off with, you know, you yeah. broke, right? You know, <laughs> I'm just not going to, you know, just emphasize right. that continuously. One of the things that you know I would encourage them to to do is okay, so. You know, why is it that you would want to save? Yeah. Or what would be some of the benefits of you changing your 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 budget, or so to speak? Yeah. You know. Yeah. So I think uh, again, we have to uh, build that relationship with that individual, understanding why it is that they've made the decision that they've made. Exactly. And yeah. then we can show them, you know, like you said, confront the sin, but show them, okay, well. This is kind of some the pros and these are the cons yeah. of, of this. And, and that's how we extend that grace, exactly. really. Yeah. It's when we, we kind of dive into the situation, um, you know, and analyze it with them. You know, wow, you've made this choice. You know, and that's, of course, if the individual wants to change. Because some, some people, you know, they may, yeah, they, 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 they want to. They want to keep doing it. And I mean, like we say, yeah. To each his own. We're not endorsing it for, for, you know, those that are listening that are really strong and, you know, adamant about the stance. We, we get it. We agree. We're, we're not we're not compromising <laughs> biblical teaching here. It's it's just, I, okay, Jesus, this, this is marriage at Golgotha, you know, Christ-centered, right? So look at Jesus' example. And I mean, I, 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 one example comes to mind in particular. You remember like the woman at the well, 
you know, for those that aren't, aren't familiar with that account. So Jesus is in Samaria, you know, basically a place that's hated by his people, the Jews. And he he's, comes across this woman happening to, you know, be draw, drawing water at a well. And he asked for a drink. And, you know, the woman says, you know, well, you're a Jew. I'm a Samaritan. This ain't going to work out. I, I can't even I shouldn't even be talking to you. And I mean, it's it's something when Jesus does this, mm -hmm. he knows just to jump ahead a little bit. He knows that this woman is shacking up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he knows yeah. that this woman is shacking up. But his first encounter with this woman is not, is not up. exactly why are you shacking up girl? right you know <laughs> you know re re repent and you know for the kingdom of heaven is at hand that wasn't what he entered in with yeah you know with this he he built rapport he he had a conversation with this woman and from there he was able to you know to peel back the layers and eventually he got to the root of the problem and he confronted it yeah he didn't shy away from it i mean he said look uh go get your husband <laughs> If you don't want to give me, you know, a drink of water, fine. Go get your husband. She was like, uh, well, I, I, I don't, you know, I don't have a husband. He's like, yeah, because the one, the man you've had five before and the man mm -hmm. you're living with now is not. And she's like, oh, he done peeped my, my business. Mm -hmm. And I mean, he, so he confronted the sin, you know, and we're, again, we're not advocating sloppy grace where you just overlook what's wrong. It, it's just, you don't lead in with that. You, you're not going to. Like, like, I love the example that you brought up before about the financial thing, even from the perspective of a doctor. I don't lead in if yes. I have a patient with, hey, you're going to die in six months. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, that's not, no, wait, wait a minute. We hadn't even, we hadn't even talked. I don't even know your name. I mean, yeah. <laughs> come on. So yeah, it's, I, I just think the way to turn around those lopsided statistics really is just to be practical, relational, uh, confront without being confrontational be firm but be firm with the right intention with the right tone and extend grace i mean keep in mind people who are in this situation don't assume that they got in the situation for the reasons that you're assuming mm -hmm. i mean mm -hmm. it's yeah awesome awesome yeah. so this has been really awesome yeah it has it um is. again our aim for both part one and part two we really wanted to just encourage um the conversation yeah. on this topic yeah, on the topic it, of cohabitating it's not talked about enough it's, it's definitely not and yeah. we just kind of wanted to to share um some biblical truth and and kind of talk about what the bible really does say and mm -hmm. not what we assume right um that it says or yeah. putting our own words <laughs> mm -hmm. as we so often do yeah but um again just wanted to reiterate how you know we can further discuss this remember number one to build a relationship yeah um with the individual when it comes to really um dealing with or talking about cohabitating and then lastly confront with grace yeah um, i yeah. think that's that's oh, the that's most good. important yeah um, kind of combining two and it. three yeah, yes that's good yeah definitely You're so smart <laughs> <laughs> so um if this has been really great yeah, um yeah, thank I you guys been. so much for listening um want to continue to um, encourage you to share um, some of the topics with married couples or yeah. those that are looking to get married mm -hmm. our focus again is building on 
a Christ-centered marriage. And mm-hmm. that's pretty much all I have. You're um, out, honey? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm good. I'm coming behind you. I, I, I rarely try to do that. You know, you, you're so deep and Whatever. intellectual and Okay, so again, and, you know, <laughs> thanks everyone for listening. We are Marriage at Golgotha, where our focus is building on a Christ-centered marriage. Did I mention you were cute? We're out, you guys. <laughs> we're out, thanks. y'all. Signing off. Bye. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. This has been phenomenal. Yes. We are so excited to be doing Marriage at Golgotha. We thank you guys. We thank you. We thank you. We thank, thank you so y'all. much. And babe, you're looking so good over there. I can't wait to do this with you again. For sure. All righty. So again, please check us out at JesusTheCenter.com. If you click on the menu icon, you can find Marriage at Golgotha there. Click on that link. And you'll see the podcast episodes. We also have a Facebook page, y'all. Yes, we do. We are on Facebook. Check us out. Just type in in your search uh, bar, Marriage at Golgotha. You should find us. Also, uh, for our Apple users, uh, as usual, we are on iTunes. And we also have a new way to listen called Radio Public. You can either download the app or uh, I strongly encourage you to listen to the episodes directly from the site there that I mentioned before. Um, We do have... uh, the uh, new media players on my site and they're uh, sponsored by radio public um i believe that's the best and the easiest way to listen so yeah a lot of ways to check us out y'all and look if you come across our podcast please leave us a review rate us it'll help us get more exposure to help build our listenership we're not trying to be famous we're not about that we just want to get it out there because we believe god has given us something to say and we just like the we just like the conversation, Joel. So. Awesome. And remember to keep it real, keep it live, and keep Christ in your marriage. It's a myth. I tried to find joy in everything. Searched a couple mountains. Even thought I could get it from two for fifteens that filled my lungs with something higher and inspired me like a sixteen or sixteen. It didn't work. But what did it was the finished work. Brought me back to himself. Now I'm living.